Welcome in to Watson's Playbook. This is episode number 55. I am writing solo this week. Jeff is on a um, family little trip to see his mother, so we wish him all the best this week. We couldn't work it out to figure out a time to get together, so I am writing solo. And let me tell you what, it's been an interesting interesting week of sports here in the DFW. Uh, the spotlight of the week is going to be the Dallas Mavericks it was going to be – I had this rundown written up. It was going to be all about the um, the playoffs, right, because it's going on. What we've been doing is updating the playoffs each week. and um, But there's so much news coming out of Dallas and so much drama and so so much of everything else that definitely, definitely needed to take a, a look into that and, and just kind of um, – Give you my kind of thoughts and opinions on what's happening in Dallas. There's a lot of interesting information coming out uh, with articles and everything else going into that. Then we got the headlines of the week. First of all, I hope you thank you guys for. I want to thank you guys for coming out and and, and taking time to listen to the show. Um, It really means a lot to us. So we're trying to grow the show, and uh, we appreciate all that do come out and uh, take time out of their day to to listen to this show. So. Where do we begin? The, the Dallas Mavericks, um, the last time they won a championship is 2011. It's been 10 years since they've won a playoff series. They get they get, they get draft Luka Doncic, who's been a beast. You've, if you've listened to the last couple episodes of this podcast, we talk, we, we talk about how good Luka is. And in my honest opinion, there's nobody else in the league right now, if I'm starting a team, who I'd rather have than Luka Doncic. He's 22, and the things he's doing is amazing. So the Mavericks have to do everything they can to make him happy. And that's going to play into how they go for the future. Rick Carlisle has been their head coach for 13 seasons. And Rick Carlisle is a really good coach. I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. I think um, he is smart. He knows the game. He 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 still coaches. Like there's a, there's a, There's a lot of coaches in the league that kind of just – you know, the stars really run the team, and they kind of call the shots. But there's some still coaches out there like Greg Popovich and uh, Rick Carlisle. And those and um, Doc Rivers, I think, is one that, that really tries to, you know, have their input on the game. And Rick Carlisle is really good. Um, and the Mavericks, Mark Cuban and them have failed to get this team any help. 
They have failed to land free agents. Uh, why is that? There's a lot of questions we have about the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks, they drafted Luka. And instantly, you could see that the Dallas Mavericks just won the lottery. This guy is a superstar, and he's come on a lot stronger and faster than they thought. Last year, they, they lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Clippers. This season, to, to progress and see progression, making the playoffs wasn't going to cut it, in my opinion. If you want a successful season, you would have to win a playoff series. They met up against the, the, the Clippers. They had a chance to do so. They had a chance to beat the Clippers. They let, games, they let Game 3 slip. They let the Clippers get back into it. They lost the winnable game in Game 6. And then uh, Game 7, it was kind of over. The, the Clippers took over from there, and they ended up losing in the first round again. So, do you see that as a successful season? I don't really see that as maybe not a successful season. Making the playoffs, you tend to be a successful year. They were the fifth seed this season, so they did good for themselves. Do you see this as a um, as a progressive season? You want to see your teams get better and better than last season, and sometimes you hit that bar. Like I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, right? And and, and we've 13 and three the last two years. I can't expect us to be better than that each season. So you got to take it with a little bit of grain of salt, and you got to be realistic with these things. I think being top five in the Western Conference is a good position. Um, it was a good year, but they have to find a way to get the job done in the playoffs. And Mark Cuban. And the Mavericks have not really supplied this team with a lot of talent. Um, they they are able, never able to land free agents, and then that's just kind of interesting to me that no one wants to come play. Luka Doncic there now. We'll see if someone will team up with him in Dallas and go from there. Now they do have Kristaps Porzingis, but to me he's not a superstar. Um, he is not a reliable player, and that thing may cave in this off season. There's a lot of drama going on right now with the Dallas Mavericks. So there's an article that came out um, this week, and it talked about the drama going on. And it talks about, specifically, Donnie Nelson's the GM. He's been the GM for 23 years or something, for a long, long time. And this article goes through, and someone leaked something within the Dallas Mavericks. They're, they're pretty tight-knit, and it's they we usually don't see these stories leak out. We did see a couple years ago with a sexual scandal they were going on in the business offices, front offices over there that Mark Cuban said he knew nothing about. But stuff like this usually doesn't leak out of Dallas. So there was a leak, and maybe Donnie Nelson leaked it. Maybe he did. I, I, I think he is the one that probably leaked this out. But it talks about a guy named Bob um, Bulgaris. And this guy is a... They give you a little backstory. He built a system about betting on sports games. He became really rich. He ended up losing it all, and then he then he won a bunch of money again. He changed his system, and he he's a numbers guy. He's a sports analytics specialist, if you might say. And the Mavericks hired him in 2018. And he this this article calls him a shadow GM. Basically, that that this article talks about him having. Um, more control than Donnie Nelson, the actual GM. Um, they talk about him throwing meetings, having meetings, and not even including the general manager of the Dallas Mavericks and Donnie Nelson. That's a red flag right there, in my opinion. You, you, you cannot be doing that stuff. I think Bob here overstepped 
his boundaries. And um, Donnie Nelson didn't like that, right? And who wouldn't? I, I, I wouldn't like that if someone at work is trying to um, do things without me and I'm, I'm one running the team and this guy's coming here doing these things this guy's been hired for 2018 and 19 and 20 and in this last season as well his contract ended after this year so Mark Cuban we've been told really respects this guy's opinions he's analytics he, it's the new part of sports analytics has kind of taken over basketball and football and baseball and things like that where you got these numbers guys in there they're changing the game to try to win um, and changing things you do. That's why you've seen these changes. That's why you see basketball is more of a three-point contest, and you see uh, baseballs it's it's home runs and, and, and or strikeouts. That's really pretty much about it. Or um, you know, football's gone to throwing the ball a lot more and not running the ball as much. Um, so analytics have come in and they've changed a lot of different things, but. This guy has, is in there, and he's trying to be the GM. It sounds like Donnie Nelson felt disrespected. He felt like, um, hey, Mark, this guy named Bob Valeris needs to stay in his lane. Well, it comes out that after 23 years, Donnie Nelson was fired from Mark Cuban. Now, of course, the Mavericks are going to come out as PR and say, we agreed to part ways. I think that's total BS. I think it's BS. I think after listening, reading this article, and listening to all this stuff, um, that he was definitely fired, and it was either him or or um, Bob, and and Bob won out. And Bob's not contractually with the team anymore, but he he I'm I'm more likely he'll probably be signed. I don't know why Mark Cuban let him go unless Luca says, "Hey, I don't want this guy back," because Luca has had verbal altercations with Bob. He says he didn't really like care for him. He hasn't come out in the media and says he doesn't like him. But behind the scenes, there's been altercations between him and Bob. And um, so there is an issue there. So we'll see if Mark Cuban brings him back and, and what a capacity he does. There's a story in there about how Bob drafted players without even talking to the scouting team. That the scouting team wanted to go somewhere else in one direction and Bob made the call by himself to go to a different direction. Now, I guess he, you know, he was he was in direct line to Mark Cuban. So, um, you know, I guess Mark Cuban has the final call, but he basically got Mark Cuban to, to draft these players without even the scouting report or scouting team's help. So, Donnie Nelson felt like he had no power there anymore, and, and I don't blame him for that. Now, Donnie Nelson has been there for a long time. The Dallas Mavericks have won one championship, and he is part to blame of why they can't get guys to come in. So I'm not sitting here and sitting here fighting for Donnie Nelson and saying, hey, this guy should have deserved to stay. They're deserved to stay. I think there was, you know, maybe he's been there too long. But um, but I don't agree with, with all the stuff that's going on. How can Mark Cuban allow this to happen? And the, the biggest thing is, after this article came out, Mark Cuban came out and called it, it's all BS, right? It's all BS. A day later, you fire your GM, which you say you mutually agreed to part ways. Um, so Donnie Nelson gets the boot. I'm like, well, there's got to be something to this article. You can't, you know, uh, you can't come out here and be like, BS, it's all trash, it's, you know, clickbait. 
and then the next day fire your GM and not expect us to think that the article is true. So um, Mark Cuban basically just lies straight to her face. He knows all this stuff's going on. Maybe he's in denial. I don't know. Um, but in, my, there, in this article, it talks about, again, somebody would call Donnie Nelson to talk about a trade. He would give him one situation. That person would call again, and they'd get Bob, and he was giving different situations, different information, and it was confusing teams of, wait, what are we talking about here? What's going on? Um, and you can have different guys answer the phone. That's no big deal. As long as you're all on the same team, as long as you're all on the doing the same, making the same decisions where they don't call and make a trade up with Bob, and, and then Donnie's going, what in the heck did we just do? I didn't I didn't approve this. I didn't that's not what I, you know, said over the phone. You have so much complications going on, a lot of confusion. You don't need that in your organization. When you got two, three, when you got more than one guy calling the shots and you and you have a GM and then you have um you know, usually the a lot of it is you have an owner who kind of stays out of it and just kind of gives you the money. GM runs the team and coach coaches the foot the, the the sport. <coughs> Excuse me. But Mark Cuban is a very hands-on owner. He's courtside. A lot of NBA play- owners are courtside. But he's having conversations with teammates, with team players on, on the bench. He's very involved. So you got him that wants to control everything. you got the GM that's trying to control everything and bettering the team. Then you got this third guy, Bob who's an analytics guy who's overstepping his boundaries, in my opinion. And they're all it's all confusing. You kind of look at it, the situation here with the Texas Rangers. They have two GMs right now. Why do you have two GMs? They have Josh Daniels. They have Chris Young. Who, who's making what decisions? Um, it's kind of like if you've watched The Office, all right, and you have two, two managers. Um, it's like, well, why do we need two? Why don't we – pay him two managers to do this job that one could do Michael Scott and and Jim and Michael Scott handles the bigger decisions and Jim handles the day-to-day things it gets confusing right that's what I'm trying to get here too is it gets confusing and it gets probably frustration and then you have people stepping on each other's toes and then you get drama you get this situation right here where crap hits the fan and the Dallas Mavericks right now looks like a crap show of an organization of how it's run um you know it's funny Jerry Jones gets blamed a lot and in the perception of him that he he wants to over make he wants to make every decision and he's the one down there trying to run everything um but I think that's more of Mark what Mark Cuban is actually doing and I think that's where the confusion lies and I think that's the problem in Dallas. And, you know, there's been problems in, in the, with the Cowboys as well. And a lot of people blame Jerry Jones. And um, you can't change the owner. but uh, And you can't change the owner of Dallas Mavericks. But something's got to change here to going forward. Look, the, the, and I'm not saying that this is going to completely, you know, I'm not saying Luke is leaving. And I'm not saying this, this, this might still turn out good for the Dallas Mavericks. We don't know. We don't know who's going to be the new um, GM. Um, did Mark Cuban decide to keep Bob 
Volagrass and, and let go of Donnie Nelson, say, well, sorry, batch of luck, we're keeping Bob. Um, it sounds like it. It sounds like he chose a guy that's been there since 2018 over a guy that's been there for 24, 23, 24 years now. I'm always up for change, right? Change needs to happen after a while. In Green Bay, Mike McCarthy stayed there way too long. We needed change. We needed Ted Thompson out. T- Ted Thompson stayed there way too long. We needed change. Uh, after a coach is there for a long time, some of that same old message that they come in and they preach and they teach and they and they try to get you hyped up, right, to run through a wall and, and to play your heart. So sometimes you come in after hearing that after year after year, it gets stale. It gets dull. It can, um, it's unmotivating, really. It doesn't really motivate you anymore to play at your best. And once the team loses the message, it's time for change. Coaching staff or whatnot, and, um, general managers. And so I don't believe firing Donnie Nelson. If they came out and fired Donnie Nelson without any of this other complicated behind-the-scenes stuff, without this article coming out, then I then no big deal. I don't think we bat an eye, really, right? Because he's been there so long. They've only had one championship. I don't think we really bat an eye at that point. But because there's this article that says, hey, behind the scenes, all this is going on, and maybe Donnie leaked it. And maybe maybe that's why Rick said, or not Rick, but um, Mark Cuban said, hey, uh, we're going to have to let you go. We, we, you know, we know you leaked it. I think Donnie would have every reason to leak this information if he was like, well, it's you know, I'm so frustrated with this. And I need to let it known and be be known out there. He has every reason to want to put this out there. My other question too is, why did the Mavericks not call up Luka Doncic and ask him before they decided to fire Donnie Nelson? Because this is a move that Luka did not want, and I can you know he he came out the other day and said he was uh, he was uh, disappointed in the move. That's not his decision making. He's known Donnie Nelson since he was like 14, 15, 16 years old. He's known him for a long, long time. And Luca didn't. Luca found it the same day we found out. It may have been a little earlier in the day before the news broke. What? What? Why would you not consult your star player? Now, look, we're going through this right now, and I don't want to keep bringing Green Bay into this, but we're going through this right now in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers wanted to make better, bigger decisions in the franchise. Do you believe that's, that players deserve that type of respect and that type of uh, decision-making? That's a tough, uh, thin line to walk. Now, I believe in basketball, when it comes to basketball, there's only five players on the court. If you get a star player, when you have LeBron or um, you have Giannis or you have uh, Kawhi Leonard, those are guys that can call the shots. LeBron James calls the shots all the time. And... You have more power if you're in the NBA than you do, I think, in the NFL and MLB and NHL. And that's just a, that's just the cold, hard facts of it. LeBron James calls his shots. He tells them who he wants. They go out and get it. And it is what it is. So Luka will run this team, basically. If they want to keep Luka, they need to ask him, hey, what do you want? Who do you want? What do, what do we need to surround you with? What player did you want, want to, to reach out to? during free agency and get in here because Luca's going to make that decision. Now Luca will tell you at 22, oh, you know, that's not, not – most of them will say, that's not my decision. I'm not the one making those choices. But usually, behind the scenes, they they have a big input in it. But Luca Dodgers didn't know about Donnie Nelson until we knew. And I think that's a big issue right there because Donnie Nelson 
has known Luca's whole family for a long, long time. Um, so that's that's another red flag from Mark Cuban, I think. I'm like, what's going? Why why are you not telling Luca? Give him a heads up, or just not even doing that. Calling him up, and say, hey, Luca, we're looking at firing Donnie Nelson. These are the reasons why. What is your opinions on that? Um, or hey, Luca. Donnie Nelson, we believe, is the one who leaked all this information out to the media. We have to fire him. Give him a heads up or ask his opinion on it. I don't know if if they fired him because of the leak. Um, There's uh, speculation that he came in there and said, hey, you know, this is what's going on. I don't like it. And, and Donnie Nelson didn't expect to be fired, but it was kind of they couldn't see eye to eye, and then it's time for them to leave. Now that, you know, I'm telling you, they're saying that, they agreed to to move on, but uh, mutually to mutually separate. Uh, but it's not. It's it's a total firing. I think that's that's has the reason. I think it's because of the leak, and I think Donnie Nelson is the one who leaked it. And I wouldn't be surprised because it's got him all in this thing. Now, but why isn't why aren't they asking Luca? That's a, that's a red flag for me. Um, then the next day after all this craziness and we're like okay that's that's kind of crazy coach Rick Carlisle tells Mark Cuban I will not be coaching the team next year I am out of here and <clears throat> that surprised me a lot more than Donnie Nelson going cuz Rick after the season Rick came out and said Rick, Coach Rick, or I keep saying Rick, Mark Cuban came out after the day they lost and said, Rick Carlisle is our coach next season. You know, don't even worry about it. Don't even ask me that question. That's not even a question to be asked, right? He's our coach. Going forward, he still had two years on his contract. Now, Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle just says, hey, I'm, I'm going to step away. I'm not going I'm, – I'm backing out of my two-year contract. I don't want to coach the Mavericks next year. Not to retire. I could see if he said, hey, it's time for me to hang it up. I'm going to go and, and sit on a beach somewhere and, and coast away into my retirement. He's still looking for jobs, and someone will snatch him up like that. Rumors is that Boston will take him, but he used to play for the Boston Celtics. So there's a lot of speculation, right, of where he's going to go, but – this is another red flag. I, I believe that Rick basically, I don't think that, because me, me, me and Jeff were having this conversation earlier on the phone, he thinks that, that Mark Cuban basically fired Rick Carlisle. I don't think that happened. I think Mark Cuban's utterly surprised that Rick Carlisle said, I'm stepping away, because you've got to think about it like this. If, and he's not even, if he's stepping away to retire, it would be no big deal. But he's stepping away from the Dallas Mavericks to go somewhere else. There was rumors that Rick Carlisle and Luka Doncic had verbal altercations and there was tension between the two. So if that's the truth, it was him or Luka, well then bye-bye Rick because Luka's going to run this team. But um, there was rumors that Luka was yelling at Rick on the sideline, is this your team? Or are you in control? Or is Voldegrass, Bob Voldegrass in control? Because Bob Voldegrass was handing... Um, out who should start games and who gets the playing time and um, which is a little weird to me you making those suggestions uh, but how you know was Rick Carlisle following them all um, I don't know we will never probably know all that aspect of it how much he was following these from Rick 
or from Bob. But um, Rick Carlisle, you, you, leaving, um, maybe he thought it was for his best interest in, in leaving, but why would you want to leave a superstar? That doesn't happen, right? That would be like Andy Reid in the NFL stepping away from the Kansas City Chiefs while you have Patrick Mahomes. You just don't do that, right? Unless there's something else going on. Um, and there was a lot going on behind the scenes, and it was pretty hush-hush until this article came out and everything's been blowing up here with the Dallas Mavericks. But Rick Carlisle's been there for a long time. He's a really good coach. He's voted to, in the top five coaching every single year. Um. You know, my opinion is maybe was he the reason people didn't want to come play in Dallas? Maybe Rick was a, a big reason for that because nowadays, especially star players or, or pretty big role players, they they run the shop, the they run the team, and they don't want to come in and have a guy running running on their on their butt every single day, right? They want to be able to be cool, laid back, kind of do their thing, go to practice, do whatever. And Rick Carlisle is a guy that's going to, you know, he's still going to coach you, rip you a new one. He, um, So I don't know if maybe Rick Carlisle caused some people to go, I don't want to go play for Rick. I don't want to go play for a, a, a guy that's going to do these old school techniques and old school things where they're still, you know, he's still running your butt and, he, and he's still trying to coach you. Like LeBron James, you know, he doesn't need to be coached right now. I've been in the league forever. I know what I'm doing. Just let me be do what I do. But Rick's a guy that's going to go out there and, and coach you. There's like Popovich and, and coaches like that. But are the other players didn't come here because of that? You know that 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 was always been the the main issue with Dallas was they can't land a free agent. When Dirk Dirk's been great, but when he started getting good, it was at the end of his career. They just they they won a championship in 2011. They <clears throat> They um they let go of the whole team basically after they won it. That was a one and done team. I, I don't think they would have gone back and won more. Rick uh, Mark Cuban knew that they they kind of let everybody go. So there wasn't really any superstars coming into the team to try and 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 continue going. But Rick Carlisle stepping down, I, I do think that is just a. A shocker to to Mark Cuban, and I, um, maybe Jeff, maybe we can get on here a little bit uh, next week and, and get his opinions on these things because he, me, and him have different opinions on this. He, you know, he thinks that Rick was given ultimatum, and he thinks uh, that Donnie. Um, he thinks I don't know. I don't know. We really didn't get into Donnie Nelson too much, but. You know, and and this is you know this is called this episode's called the Cuban Maverick Crisis, and it's a crisis right now. It's it's a it's a crap show. It is a lot of uh, behind the scenes frustrations and um, turmoil. And but I'm not saying this could this couldn't turn out to be a good thing right Ch- change is needed sometimes and when you've got a coach that's been there 13 years and you got a general manager that's been there 24 years getting a new coach getting a new gm and seeing where this goes could be a really good thing for the dallas mavericks 
I'm really interested to see if they bring Bob Voldegrass back. It's, you know, it's talked about how Mark really respects him and Mark likes his input. So we'll see. I know Luca doesn't like him and maybe, maybe that is the, that was the final thing is, you know, Luca said, Hey, maybe, you know, cause Luca came out and saying he was sad about Donnie. He didn't come out and say anything about Rick Carlisle. Um, so that makes you wonder. And then after the reports of them not getting along behind the scenes and Rick, especially when you're interviewing him can be kind of a dick in my opinion he's kind of a uh he's kind of an a-hole sometimes listening to him talk on the on the on the radio and being interviewed but um did luca want him out that's very much a, a great possibility did luca want bob out maybe that's why the mavericks haven't jumped back in signing um him back yet it would be weird for Cuban to allow or fire the GM and then Carlisle leaves because, and this all is wrapped around the, the, the front office um, misfunction and Bob Voldegrass. And it'd be really weird to see Bob come back or not come back after all this. And because what was it for then? It was it for nothing. Uh, maybe Luca said, "Okay, well, you got to get rid of Bob um, and Carlisle." I don't know. We don't know. Luca says he's not calling the shots, but I, I think he he has. I think he'll have an. He may not have had an input on what they what just happened, but he might have an input on who they hire next. I could see the Michael Finley stepping in as a GM. He's been he's played for the Mavericks, won a championship with the Mavericks. He's been in the front office for a long time. I could see him stepping in as a GM. <coughs> I could see him doing that. And then, and then um, Mosley, the coach off of the bench who stepped in when Rick was suspended and stuff like that or missed a game. Luca already said, I think this guy got has what it takes to be head coach. So that could definitely, definitely be the next guys. The Mavericks are hiring a firm to make those make that decision for him and give him a couple choices there. We'll see. I, I'm interested to see if Jason Kidd's going to get a look. I, I saw a little uh, news earlier that said the Dallas Mavericks are considering Jason Kidd because he played for the Dallas Mavericks. So there's a lot of stuff still going on. Maybe a change in, in regime like this will get players here in free agency. And that's the biggest thing. The next GM and the next head coach have to be able to get free agents to come play in Dallas and it should be pretty easy to want to come play with Luka Doncic it should come pretty easy I w- I w- I'd want to play with Luka right he- he's a guy that not only does he score his own points but he gets everyone else involved and the ball does mainly be our- is mainly in his hands but it's because right now he it has to be and I think one thing they're missing, and it's been a big thing that they've talked about all week, is they need another guy that can handle the ball. That Luca doesn't have to, excuse me, handle the ball all the time on the court and facilitate everybody else's offense along with his own and taking some stuff off his plate where in the fourth quarter you don't see him die out where he only puts up two or three points. I think that was the biggest thing this, this year in the playoffs is they they want he'd have to come out and put up almost forty points, but in the fourth quarter, it, it, it would see him only score like four points because he was tired and 
And so they needed another guy like that. They were talking about Kimball Walker. Would have been interesting, but he just got traded today to the Oklahoma City Thunder out of Boston. So some interesting things going on around the league. But the Dallas Mavericks have been top stories everywhere with all the drama that's going on there and everything else. So that's my two cents. I think Mark Cuban right now is kind of looking foolish. He's he's looking like a liar. He's lied to us um, before, and he's lied to us now. And, and it's just a crap show right now. And I'm not saying they can't turn this around, and you got Luka, so you're set up for the future. It's about bringing back guys uh, like Tim Hardaway Jr. And, and finding out what you want to do with Porzingis and, and is he going to be here for the long run and everything else that you got to do. But you got to get players in here, and it's going to be at all costs. I am fine with everything. I'm fine with the firings and the and the, the walking aways if this is what Luca wants. Because at the ultimately at the end of the day, like it tells you, Luca's going to run this team. And whether you think he should, that's not the question. Luca's going to run this team. LeBron James runs the Lakers. LeBron James ran Cleveland. Um, Giannis runs Milwaukee. They bend over backwards to to bring these guys in. Kawhi Leonard. Um, they bend over backwards in Houston for for um, James Harden. Didn't work out, but they did. So Luca's going to run this team, and all all this stuff going forward. If Luca, if Luca, this is what Luca wants. He wants Donnie Nelson gone, and he wants Rick Carlisle gone. I'm totally fine with that. That that's no big deal. You give Luca what he wants. And you make him happy. Now he's going to sign the five-year extension. I don't think any of the stuff that's happened is going to cause him to to not sign that big contract. And that's two hundred million dollar contract. I don't know anybody else is leaving that on on the table. But say in three years, what about in three years? These next five years to Dallas Mavericks will be the most critical five years in franchise history. Okay, keeping Luca happy, keeping Luca there. I've talked about it before. If they do not give him any help, he will not remain in Dallas. And I do not blame him. I do not blame him. You look at where he's come from. He's come from overseas where he played with teams like the L.A. Lakers. They they were the Lakers overseas. They, they, they He wanted the spotlight. He wanted to win. And they did a lot of winning over there. He likes to win. He has a lot of passion for the game. When they lose, when they lost the championship game, He's on the sideline crying. Okay, I want that guy on my team. Luca, free agents need should be flocking to Dallas to play with him. Because if not, if these next five years don't go as well, and it may be th- maybe three years don't go as well, I can see Luca demanding out. It would it would not surprise me. Now, do I like that? No, I want to see guys. I like the guys who stay with teams, so the Kobe Bryant's, the Dirt Nowinskis. Um, the league has changed, right? The league has changed to, to going and teaming up with guys and being a super team. I don't like super teams too much. Uh, I think it takes away from the fun of the game. But Dallas Mavericks, and if you're a Dallas Maverick fans, you should be throwing out the hashtag every day of get Lucas some help. That's all we really care about, right? That's all you guys should care about is getting Luca some help. And if these decisions that just happened over the last couple days, Luca approved, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And you Dallas Mavericks fans should be as well. But I'm not fine with the the behind the scenes, um, 
people overstepping their boundaries, um, all the craziness that's gone on, I'm not fine with. And I'm not a big fan of Mark Cuban in general. Um, he's a smart man, but he doesn't he doesn't do that great in basketball. And he's become you know not it's interesting because both Dallas owners, right? Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Mavericks there's a lot of drama with them and um it's a lot of just it's it's a lot of drama, okay? Um I'm trying to piece together what I want to say here. I didn't know though that that Mark Cuban would be more drama than Jerry Jones has has, has you know seemed to be the last couple of years. Jerry Jones has been pretty mellow with the drama and their team in the last couple of seasons, but Mark Cuban, man, uh, Mark Cuban is not looking too good right now. And my buddy Ryan, I texted him about all this earlier, and he says he thinks this is going to be better for the team. And that, like I said, that could happen. You go sit down with Luca. You start making those decisions, and it's what Luca wants. Then I think you're totally fine. I think I think it could end up being fine. But if they bring back Bob Oldergrass, and you know Luca's not a big fan of his, which we've already talked about how he's not, and it's in the article, then I think you're going to have issues. And Mark Cuban's got to put that ego behind. He's very, um, he's got a big ego. And he's very full of himself, and he's delusional about all this stuff that's going on. He needs to have a, a better mirror to look at in the morning uh, about his own franchise. Because this whole article came out, he called it all BS, clickbait, it's all crap. And then two days later, you got the GM fired, and or mutually agreed to let go. And you got your head coach, who is also friends with the GM, stepping down in Dallas. So. You need, you got you've got to have a bigger mirror, Mark Cuban, to look at yourself. Um, and I, I stop being so delusional. I think that's what I think the, that's the correct word here for the Dallas Mavericks owner. So we'll see what happens. And maybe Donnie Nelson was fired just because of the fact that he you couldn't get enough help for the Dallas Mavericks. He couldn't set a, a roster up for successful Luka this season. That could all be true, too. It, it all probably gets thrown into the pot at the end of the day. So that is my two cents on all the Dallas Mavericks drama and frustrations and the article that came out. It's been pretty, pretty interesting. So other things and other news in the NBA, the Suns pull out the brooms as they sweep the Denver Nuggets and send the MVP of the league home way too early. They lost, you know, Denver lost Murray this season. So I totally understand the frustrations of, of trying to win without your other key player. But to get swept out is, is pretty embarrassing, for especially for the MVP of the season. You've got, let's see, you've got Kevin Durant playing out of his mind. He put up 42, 49 points, 17 rebounds and 10 assists the other night. Or 17 assists and 10 rebounds, something like that. He had to do that to to go to get to go ahead and uh win because James Harden's been out. He did play that game, but he was one for ten. He really wasn't anything out there. Kyrie Irving's still out with his ankle injury. The Bucks win last night and force a game seven. So we'll see an all out game seven between the Bucks and, and the 
Nets. Now I'm hoping the Nets fall on their face and hope the Bucks win because I cannot stand Kyrie Irving and I cannot stand Kevin Durant. And if you if you listen to this podcast, you probably know that by now. But uh, that's going on. You got the Clippers, the Jazz, man. The Jazz go up two games. They they lose two games in a row. Series is tied. Kawhi Leonard's hurt. He looks like he tore his ACL, but we don't know. It's feared that he has, but they've been very hush-hush on that. I don't know if they want to give that away, if he's going to be out the rest of the season or if it's just a strain or what's going on with him. They they go back to Utah, and the Jazz blow it. The Jazz had a chance. To, I said, oh, the Jazz are going to go on. This will be the year they win, go on to the next round because all the injuries, but they lose. Uh, playoff P has showed back up. Stepped up and played a big game the other night as they take the 3-2 series lead. That is all I got here for the the kind of um, spotlight of the week of the Dallas Mavericks and updating you on what's going on into the playoffs. My bad, I forgot one game. My bad, I forgot the Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. And the Sixers are going to craft the bed. Uh, Atlanta looks to, I believe they play tonight, and looks to end this series. If 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 Atlanta wins, that is going to be a pretty big embarrassment for the for the Philadelphia 76ers. They were the number one seed. Everyone thought they would be, they would just be going to to the the cha- or going to play the Nets in the championship and the uh, Eastern Conference Championship. But the Hawks have played really well. Trey Young deserves some respect. And Ben Simmons crapped the bed. He was he was four of fourteen the other night and and on the free throw line. Horrible. If they they lost by three points. If he just made a regular percentage of his free throw shots, Philadelphia would have won. Uh and Bede's been playing lights out, but you cannot play have one player playing lights out and everyone else not being playing very good to de- to depend on you winning a championship. And I think this is Ben Simmons' last um, season with the, the the Philadelphia 76ers. And people want to call him a superstar or a star. He's not. He doesn't shoot the ball well. He doesn't score the ball well. He's scared to shoot in the fourth quarter. He doesn't shoot the ball well at the free throw line. All he does well is play defense. And in a league like today, you can. that's not all you can do well. You've got to put up points or you're not going to get paid. And I don't know who's going to take him and then pay him big bucks if he can't do that for you. I hope Atlanta takes him out. It'd be pretty, pretty funny and pretty interesting. All right, guys, let's head over to the headlines of the week. So this last week, one of my major, one of the headlines was Donnie Nelson being fired. But then after all this came out the next day, I said this has got to be the main topic. It's just too, too, um, too good not to talk about. So. The headlines of the week this week, though, we got Denmark Christian Eriksson, soccer player, collapsed in uh, a match last week. He went into cardiac arrest and was actually dead on the field, but was revived later with a defibrillator. Eriksson is doing fine now as he rests in the hospital. Um, what a scary ordeal that was, and you know, prayers for his family, prayers for him to figure out what caused that so he can get back there on the field. Uh, eventually, but that's that's really scary, um, scary situation, and and, and it's kind of uh, not it's not f- not funny, but it's it's weird and interesting that like, you know, he's a soccer player, he's probably in really good shape, right? They run out, they run around a lot, probably in really good shape. 
that he could have a just go into heart failure or or have have something go wrong with him. I'm a overweight dad bod guy and uh you know I worry about having a heart attack or having those heart issues but I'm you know knock on wood haven't had any of that so we we you know prayers for his family hope he gets back um to join his team sooner than later and they can figure out what what caused him to do that so it doesn't happen again and respect to the soccer teams that they that game was postponed that the fans even some fans were crying they they let the fan the fans went home the 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 other games were going to be were going to be canceled uh, if things didn't work out. But he, since he was fine in the hospital, they ended up playing the rest of the games, and it just really a, a, seems like a really solid community there of soccer players in that league. So, very scary situation, though. Um, well, in last week's episode, we talked. It was called sticky situations. We talked about a couple of sticky situations. But the main top, the main one was about the Major League Baseball cracking down on pitchers using substances to get better grips on the ball and control their spin rate. And the better spin rate you have on the ball, the better you are at striking players out and moving, pitting movement on the ball to be a better pitcher. And now, Rays ace pitcher Tyler Glass now says he was trying to adjust to the crackdown and now he's injured he has a tear in his ulnar collateral ligament and that and that usually needs tommy john surgery but i don't think he's going to go the route i think he's going to rehab it and see if that will work um this is causing a big rift in major league baseball and and the reason why is because they decided to do this in the middle of the season why because Rob Manford is a moron. Um, this is changing the ways that pitchers pitch the ball. It's changing the ways. And then you can say, well, maybe next time you shouldn't cheat. They've been doing this for a long, long time. It's not something that just came up overnight. It's not something that just came up this season. They've been doing it for a long time. And baseball is very hypocritical. Back in the day, probably my favorite time of baseball is the steroid era. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds hitting home runs. Who's going to break the home run record? Major League Baseball let them do steroids. They didn't crack down on it because it was good for the league. It brought back people watching Major League Baseball again. And then eventually, what did they do? They said, oh, we're going to start cracking down on steroids. Actually, the, the, the law of the land said... You cannot be allow your players to take steroids. They cracked down on that. Um, and now it's looked down upon. And steroids are bad. And yes, I understand they are bad for your body. And all that stuff behind it. But now, after years and years of allowing pitchers to do this. And they're going, well... Man, we're ha- we're having too many strikeouts. Batters can't hit the ball. It's it's unfair. Let's stop doing this in the middle of the the season. They've allowed this to go on. They've allowed this to happen, and this has been a rule. They've never cracked down on it. They've never done anything about it, and so now they're trying to do it mid season. So pitchers. I could see it. They, they, if they did this, at, if they said this was going to happen after this year, then pitchers could adjust to it, and they could get uh, a, this, they could 
um, have time to adjust to the way they throw a ball without any of the stuff on it. It's pretty dumb of Rob Manfred to do this. But baseball will only starts to crack down on things that they've allowed when it when it's for their benefit. They are like, oh well, the, we need to give the the bat the batter uh, uh, um, some more advantages, or we need to get take away this unfair advantage. And maybe it is an unfair advantage, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be outlawed, but. Doing it right now is dumb. Doing it mid-season is stupid. Should have done it after the end of the season. Then they could all got on board with it. They're talking about even sunscreen. Pitchers would take sunscreen and the rosin, and they would make a little bit of a sticky clay substance type stuff, and that would help them get a little bit of grip. Are you going to outlaw sunscreen? I don't know, but I don't really see how you can outlaw sunscreen. Because the pitchers need it, they're standing in the sun, they're gonna get burned all the time. But and, and you know, skin cancer, all that good stuff. But doing this now is not not very smart, and I think that's what's causing the biggest rift of them all. Not that I think that it needs to be something that needs to be taken away, but that's why when you have a guy like Rob Manford who's never played the game, you have these issues, and you have pitchers Garrett Cole almost crying and begging. Uh, the commissioner the other day. So that's very interesting. Now that this is taking place, and they're you know this is one of the main reasons is pitchers are going to get hurt because you're changing the way they're gripping the ball, you're changing the way they hold the ball, and a lot of that goes into it. A lot of physical force goes into throwing um, the baseball as hard as they do. A lot of torque on the arm, and now you're adding more and more, and it's just it's just crazy. That's like if the mid- middle of the year, halfway through football, they said next year they said, "Oh, we're going to make the balls a little heavier." Well, that's going to change a lot of different things. That's going to change, you know, how far the ball goes. It's going to change a lot of different things when it comes to torquing that ball out. So, I, I I just don't understand why it has to be right now that this changes. And are we going to see that much of a difference? Or are we going to see enough of a difference where we're, we're putting balls in play more? We're seeing more defensive plays. We're having bat, we're having stolen bases and all the stuff that we used to watch growing up. And that's the baseball I do like. I don't like the new analytical baseball as much. Um, I still love baseball, but it's not the same as when I was growing up and watching it and fell in love with the game. But I still appreciate it. So if, at the end of the day, if this works and all the stuff that they're trying to do and we see balls in play more, and then that goes up and everything, I'm fine with it. But it doesn't have to be right now. And I think that's the main issue. All right, another headline of the week, and it's been going on for a little while now, is there's plenty of QBs on the move this offseason. So, so far, the word is that Mac Jones is out playing Cam Newton. There's no surprise to me there. Cam Newton's garbage. He's washed. He's done. He was done last season. He was done the year before that. I'm surprised that New England brought him back. So this young rookie that actually has some arm strength coming in here and kind of showing, hey, I am out playing Cam Newton. And and it seems like they say that they're fast-tracking him. I, I, he might start this season. I could see that happening because Cam Newton's not very good of quarterback. So they got that dilemma there going on and who they will start. The Jacksonville Jaguars have not officially named their starting quarterback. 
I'm going to say that again. They have not named their starting quarterback. It's got to be Trevor Lawrence, right? Who else is it going to be? This is an open-open competition. You drafted a guy in the very first draft round. He's going to come in. He's going to play. Maybe they're just doing it to be secretive and all that crap. We all know who's going to start. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I just don't know, understand why he hasn't announced that yet. Sam Darnold joins back up with Robbie Anderson. In They played together with, um, in the, with the Jets. Robbie Anderson went to Carolina. And now Sam Darnold is there too. And um, the other day in an interview, Robbie Anderson said he sees a different energy, positive vibes, smile on the face of Sam Darnold. So we're going to see if there's a difference in Sam Darnold here in Carolina. I think there might be. Playing in New York, they didn't really give him a lot of help. A lot of issues going on there behind the scenes, different coaching changes and different staffs. I think Sam Darnold still got a lot left. He's only 23 or 20. He's only 23 or 24 years old. So he's still young and I and I think he has the potential to be um to be a good quarterback. And I would like to see him come in Carolina and play really good. Uh, Matt Rule there as a ba- as a coach out of Baylor. I would like to see him succeed. So going forward, and this and then also this team around him is the best offensive weapons he's had. Robbie Anderson and uh, Christian McCaffrey there. They are both really good. And you got DJ Moore as well on the other side who's a, who's a really good wide receiver. So this is going to be the best opportunity for him to show if he's still got something to prove got something left in the tank and I think they will be better than expected sure I think Sam Darnold does got something left in the tank and going back to Green Bay Jordan Love seems to be ready to play quarterback for Green Bay if Rodgers doesn't show hearing good things from Packers camp Love said he is ready to go game one that's why he was drafted here to play quarterback if needed so he will play this season we still don't know what's going to happen there Rodgers I think he should I don't. I don't know. Maybe he shows it for training camp. There's, there's rumors that, um, that he there's he has renewed. I saw it break today. He's renewed his um, Green Bay Country Club renewal for another year. That's got to be good news, right? I think we're kind of looking into anything that we can to see which direction that Aaron Rodgers is going. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be on a, in a golf match this next month, I believe, um, playing against Tom Brady and, and teaming up with a golfer. I don't know who's uh, – I don't watch golf. I don't even know who's in it other than him and Tom Brady kind of going at it. I think it's Shambo and somebody else, Phil Mickelson. But – so kind of maybe he, maybe he might drop something in there on a hint, but I don't know. Look. All I know is we're hearing really good things out of camp out of Jordan Love saying that he's really stepped up and he's really playing good. Now, take it with a grain of salt. It is camp. So we'll see going forward. We'll see in preseason. And we'll see if Jordan Love is taking snaps to start the season with Green Bay. Another one that we haven't really heard anything about is Carson Wentz with the, New, with the Indianapolis Colts. That's one I'm really interested in to see this guy will go there and kind of resurrect his career. And if he can't do it here, then he's done. All right? This team is a good team. they got a really good defense. they got one of the best offensive lines in the league. they got a top running back in the league. they got some good players uh, to catch the ball as well, and T.Y. Hilton and some other players. So 
I'm interested to see what Carson Wentz has. There hasn't been a lot of talk out of Indianapolis about him that I've seen come through the news feed. So I'm really interested to see. Maybe they're keeping it hush-hush um, until we see him in, in, in action in the regular season. So that's one I'm also interested. We've had a lot of different quarterback changes and a lot of different quarterback moves going forward. It looks like Justin Fields will not start for Chicago. There was interesting about how he's looking pretty good, his confidence going forward. They really like that about him, but they promised Andy Dalton the number one starting job, and Andy Dalton will probably start for the Chicago Bears. Now, how long is that leash? It's probably not very long. Uh, they they get off to a one and three start. Maybe they change. Maybe they change it up. I don't know. We'll see going forward. That's going to be an interesting situation there in Chicago, but. Andy Dalton is helping out Justin Fields. Andy Dalton knows this isn't his team in the future, and he's trying to help out Justin Fields as much as he can because he's a really good teammate. So those are a couple of the quarterback situations that we're looking forward to in the league. Who will come out in in Houston and play? Because Deshaun Watson will not be playing for the Houston Texans. We'll see what happens to him. Interested to see if Teddy Bridgewater in Denver will take over or Drew Locke still running that team as of now. Will Aaron Rodgers be the Denver Broncos quarterback next year? All up in the air still. But of this next season. But that's all I got for you for the headlines of the week. What a good show I think this has been. I, I, I was looking forward to jumping on here and talking about the Dallas Mavericks situations situation going on and all that drama building up there um in my locker this week it's been a pretty good week um I, I ran a new route this week my buddy's been on on vacation so um i'm a swing driver so i will pick up the routes when the when our when our uh, workers and employees go on vacation so i was able to run that route pretty good this week and did pretty pretty good on it so i give myself a little pat on the back for that one um, I watched the 30 for 30 on Alex Smith. It's about Alex Smith and his broken leg and how he came back from it. And what a what an awesome story that is. If you, you, you want a motivational story, go watch this video. And what Alex Smith has gone through to get back to even playing in the NFL again, is it's a miracle. It really is. Go watch that documentary. I think you'll get a little more respect for Alex Smith. Hell, I wanted to go out and buy an Alex Smith jersey. That's how much respect I have for that guy. Go look at his leg and how much how much leg they had to take out to get rid of the flesh-eating bacteria that he contained. It wasn't just your normal broken leg. This guy was going to a rehab facility that um, – Marines would go to after explosions. That's how bad this. That's how bad his leg was. So to be able to do that, come back and actually uh, start in the NFL again is nothing short of a, of a miracle and hard work and dedication. Um, and the best of luck as he retires from the NFL after this last season. Um. So, uh, the other day the. We, you know, we just moved into a new house. The girls will be going to a new school this year, and we will be going, and uh, they'll be going to the Copper Creek Elementary. And this Copper Creek, we went to visit because they have the times where new new students can come visit. We took her and Phoebe, Darla and Phoebe are my two oldest, eight and five, and they'll be going to school this year. Now Phoebe will be going for the first time. I have really good feelings about the school. They seem like they know what they're doing. There's the pre- the principal's really nice. 
Miss Bean is her name. She's really cool. Um, They have, you know, it seems like a really awesome school. They've only been there two years, so they're brand new. They have, the the students will get their own laptops and or tablets. It seems like they are set up for success, and I like that. Um, They don't give out a lot of homework because studies show, and they, they go off these studies and, they're working with a program to TCU um, that proves that more break and recess time is better for the kids to for the long run. So um, to to actually want to uh, learn things in the end of the day when they're all tired. So Phoebe, who's going into kindergarten, will um, she will have four recesses and they're 15 minutes piece. Darla, who's going into third grade, has three 20-minute recesses a day, and they found that that gives these kids a better attention span later on during the day to do these things. And, and I really like that. I really like that they're, they're, they look at these you know researches and they, they go off of these studies that have shown these things, and I really like that, and I think that they're set for success. And that's one major reason when we moved, why we moved where we did. We knew the schools were good. And that's great for my kids to have the education. And we were extremely blessed. So um, it's within walking distance of the house. So that's nice as well. So we got that going on. And Darla gets baptized on the 26th. And that's not this weekend, but it's the weekend after. And um, I will be baptizing her. So I have been um, a little bit nervous about it because I've never baptized anybody before. So I think it's kind of cool that I get to do that for her, and it's going to be a big day for us. We're going to have all her family over here after that to to celebrate and, and just um, look at the new house and everything. So that's what I got in my locker this week. I don't think I got anything else. Guys, it, it is um, – well, I want to give a shout-out to my awesome wife. Um, let me go ahead and give her a little – a little – um. Oh, is it not working? It's not working. Oh, I was going to give you a a, a a clapping ovation here, but it, it doesn't seem to be working. So, um, I, I want to give a shout-out to my wife. It's Father's Day Sunday this weekend, and she's hit it out of the park on the, on the, birth, on the Father's Day gifts now. Um, she got me a gaming chair. She told me she got, I got two presents. She got me a gaming chair. Uh, you know, one of those ones that are kind of like a, almost a little L shape a little bit, and then you sit on it on the floor, but it's it's kind of raised up a little bit, and it swivels, and it rocks. It's very comfortable, and I really enjoyed it. And then today, the other gift came in, and my goodness, it is a Green Bay Packer. Um, why did I just lose the train of thought of what it was? Um, cornhole set. So... I got my own very cornhole set for the for the house. When got when people come over, we can place in cornhole and enjoy playing it. Line of looking at the Green Bay stuff is even more better. So I want to thank you for that, babe. And I want to say thank you to all the uh, and thank you and happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there listening to this. Um, it is the best thing in the world to be called dad and to be called father. I have four beautiful girls. I live to be a father. It's one thing I've always wanted to do with my life because I've always thought I'd be pretty good at it. Um, I'm a proud 
dad girl and um, you can easily see that if you see me walking around I, I usually have painted toenails you know that happens when the how when you got a house full of women so I wouldn't have it any other way I'm grateful to be a father I know some people out there that that they can't have kids um, and that sucks but uh, um, no, I don't know why I went that direction with it, but no, I'm blessed to be <laughs> blessed to be a father, and 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 it's the best thing that's ever happened to me is having kids. And um, if you're not a father, may hopefully one day you will be to be able to experience the the joy and happiness that your kids can bring you, along with the stress and the frustrations and all of the emotions they make you feel. But happy Father's Day, guys, to all those out there. Um, I hope you continue to have a fantastic week. Stay cool, everybody. All right. And then one more thing I want to add in here. ERCOT, you can go suck it. All right. ERCOT has tried to tell us to keep our – they want us to keep our thermostats at 83 while we sleep and 78 while we're during the day. And that is not just not going to happen, ERCOT. There's just not going to happen, Okay. Get your crap together, figure it out. But we're not trying to die here of heat stroke. Um, it's very hot everywhere lately. Texas, it's just normal. That's this is just normal summer. So stop it, Urkot. Just stop it. All right, everybody. Happy Father's Day. God bless you guys. Take care.